Today on episode 69 of the Home of Play podcast, Sony has acquired Returnal's developer Housemark. It also looks like they will be acquiring Bluepoint Games, and Ghost of Tsushima de- Director's Cut is confirmed. All that and more. He said 69. <laughs> Let's get some intro. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome back to the Home of Play podcast, a very special Home of Play podcast, and that is because it's episode 69. This is that kind of show where every Monday, the two best friends join forces to give you all the latest in PlayStation rumors, news, reviews, and that is because we are the true PlayStation fans. I'm your host, Steve, and with me, I'm joined by the king of platinum trophies himself, Christopher. Hello, hello. The Home of Play podcast is a self-supported podcast. We don't include any of that bias or paid for opinion stuff that you do not need here. Because of this, that allows us to bring you the PlayStation news that you actually need or want to know. All of our content is free if you enjoy it your leisure. We only ask that you help support the show by telling friends, families, and little hobbits about the podcast and that they can find us on all their favorite podcast services choice, such as Spotify, Apple, or Amazon. Every month we're going, and it's all because you lovely gaming homies helping to spread the cause through the power of word of mouth. If any of you have comments, questions, complaints, all the fun stuff, we want to hear from you. Please send any of those to our email address at homeofplaypodcast at gmail.com. And then we can read your questions on the show or alone in private as we discuss all the Sony acquisitions this week. On today's episode, we have eight news articles. That's right. It's a jam-packed one, so expect some homework this week. And uh, we might run a little later than we usually like, but whatever. We're going to do the best we can to summarize what we can with the most information that we can. So let's just begin with what we've been doing this last week. And, uh, of course, Curtis is not here, so we start with Chris. Okay. Well, you think being on holidays for a week, I get a lot of gaming in. Uh, I did, but not a lot of variety. Um, on the PS5, uh, you and I both played some more Demon Souls. Uh, we yes, actually we did. Uh, made some progress on that actually. It wasn't too I, quite tough. a bit. Yeah, we took out like maybe four bosses. I think maybe three. I think I secretly loathed you by the end when I realized that I got you the same point as me, and I'm like, wait, my run wasn't so fun by myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I died a lot to some of these people. Yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, otherwise on console, I didn't do much. I kind of got bored and was like, I was kind of watching TV and playing games at the same time, but I wanted something mindless, like, like on the, the game side. So I ended up playing a little bit more of the Manhunter, the shark game <laughs> where you play as a shark and just, I don't know. It, it was okay. It's one of those mindless ones. You just go around, eat things and get bigger, unlock abilities, try to get all the collectibles and stuff like that. So it's good, mindless fun. Uh, on PC, uh, pretty much the same stuff as usual. The only thing I did differently was I played a, a game called Northgard. Uh, I've had it for a while. Uh, it's one of those strategy, um, not turn-based, but more like, I'm trying to think what, I don't, there's not even a good thing to compare it to off the top of my head. But you build a settlement and you take over more territory by spending resources and you can only build so many buildings on each territory, but each territory has usually like a, a special resource on it. Uh, so you wouldn't necessarily want to build a mine on a resource that obviously has nothing to mine. So, or a territory that does nothing to mine. It, it's pretty good. I did, I think, like two more story missions in that. It's one of those, it's, it's good. It's a well done game. Uh, looks like there's a fair amount of content in there. There's multiplayer too, but... I know. I remember I tried the playing multiplayer. I think co-op 
was it co-op or was it just pvp i can't remember it was pretty fun uh other than that just the same old stuff uh lots of tft uh did some more golf with your friends um i tried another um xbox game pass game called iron harvest it's very much like company of heroes very very much like company of heroes uh except you there's more there's people units and then there's more mechs like mech suits and stuff like that so it's it's kind of neat uh like i said yeah very similar to company of heroes if anybody likes those games this is probably a, a good one to suggest so other than that yeah it's been just pretty much a lot of tft uh but yeah how about yourself uh, other than Demon Souls, uh, did you get anything more else uh, played? No, Demon Souls was it. Uh, you know, before we played together, that was all I was doing the week. I got uh, quite a bit of progress, like you said. Then I played with you and got you to the same point as me. And then since then, with all the shenanigans this week, I uh, did not get any more gaming time since Wednesday. So it's been kind of crap. Uh, <laughs> I really want to play more Demon Souls. Uh you got me addicted. You got me right back in the deep end. And it's all I can think about. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, how am I going to tackle this next boss? You know, what order should we do it? Everyone keeps telling me to leave the fifth archstone to the last. Because the bosses are actually apparently the easiest in that archstone. But the levels are just ridiculous. Uh, there's one boss I'm truly dreading. Uh, it sounds like it's just a very cheesy, uh, not fun boss that... Uh, yeah, it's kind of reminiscent of Dark Souls Gargoyles, but uh, a lot worse. Mm -hmm. So we'll see if I get time for that, hopefully this weekend. If not, uh, I guess I'll just deal with it. I also kind of kicking myself. I made the mistake of not purchasing near Replicant when it was on sale last week. Oh. And I totally, I went to it Wednesday and I'm like, oh, it's Wednesday. It's no longer the game of the week. So uh, I'll have to live with that in until it goes on sale again really so yeah not a big week for me either but uh that's fine because we have tons of news like i said we have eight news articles so i say we just jump into the, the news. news okay so we're going to start with number one because that's how the numerical order dictates it should be so with number one we have welcome home house that is right i intentionally wrote that article's title to be confusing as hell because we were talking about house mark Ah, this one comes from Push Square. Sony has today announced the acquisition of Returnal developer House Mark. Confirmed in PlayStation's blog post, PlayStation Studios boss Herman Holst explains how the studio is capable of making titles that resonate with PlayStation community. Uh, this addition enhances the creative force of PlayStation Studios, and I cannot wait to see what the whole the future holds for House Mark. I'm sorry for the pronunciation, but I'm going to go with Alari Kutnin. Uh, co-founder uh, and managing director of Housemark adds in quotes, we are so excited to finally join the PlayStation Studios family. This gives our studio a clear future and a stable opportunity to continue developing on gameplay centric approaches while still experimenting with new methods of narrative delivery and pushing the boundaries of this modern art form locally here in Helsinki. This also means that we will officially expand the PlayStation family to the growing industry hub and secure the legacy of the oldest game studio in Finland. Uh, Kutnin, hopefully I'm saying that right. Uh, 
God be with me. <laughs> then adds that Sony's purchase of the company allows Housemark to grow further in stature and show what the team can do without any limitations. In quotes again, we can't wait to show everyone what we have in store in the upcoming years, and we hope to usher in more lasting memories and exhilarating titles for the next quarter century and beyond. Chris, that is the end of the read. What is your take, and are you excited? Yeah, this is great news. I mean, it's not a... Uh bethesda acquisition by any means but uh this definitely just feels right it's one of arguably, those things arguably better <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. it just feels right you know like the bethesda acquisition is like you know just reaching out and purchasing something that's super established and huge and mega on its own this is a, a company that house marks a company that's been working for with sony pretty much ex well yeah it has i think it's been exclusively uh, this whole time anyway so it just feels like a right fit already like it's like one of those things where it's like i thought this they were already together <laughs> you know it's like i thought i thought they were a thing i thought they were a couple but uh no this is great um i'm still looking forward to getting back into returnal i've been putting myself off on it because like i've mentioned in the past i do tend to get a lot of power outages and the game still doesn't have a save feature or like a, even a decent checkpoint feature. Uh, it sounds like they're working on it, but uh, I'm too scared to start it. Because if I know, I know if I start it, I got to put the effort into getting all the way through it at least. So, because mm -hmm. I wasn't dying that often. I think I've only died like two or three times. So, um, but yeah, no, anyways, Housemark. Yeah, this is, uh, seems like a great deal. Um, I think the the relationship between the two companies is already a good relationship. So this just seems more to like put it in stone type of thing. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I'm I'm excited for it. I think although I never played uh, Returnal and I don't really intend to, I just don't think that game speaks to me. And uh, unless they're going to put a save feature like you were talking about with your fear of power outages, not that I get so many here. It's just. I don't know. I could see something going wrong or you doing something stupid. And well, uh, if you, even if you want to play another game, you can't. Yes, exactly. You're very limited. So I don't like any of that. Uh, and I just, I need progression in my life. If I, if I get zero progression with the limited span, I have to spend with games in a week. I, I just, yeah, whatever. So I do think it looked interesting though. I like the story aspect of it. I like seeing house Mark with, you know, more funds to try uh, more detailed games, in my opinion. Uh, going back to what you said before, though, uh, Housemark did make a few Xbox games like Golf Teed Up in 2008. Uh, I believe there's Outland in 2011 that came to a lot of platforms, including Xbox. Uh, Angry Birds Trilogy, Xbox 360. Uh, really far back, 2002, Trans World Snowboarding. Uh, things I've never played or even <laughs> remember, but I was just looking up their Wikipedia. Cause yeah, I guess more like they made more games, not maybe not more games, but games that stood out more for the, the PlayStation. Like Resogun, although it is very indie title, was yeah. a pretty big hit for PlayStation 4, I think it was. And well, then now honestly, Returnal, I mean, that's another pretty big knockout. So, Well, and you know what? Honestly, since 2008, all their games have either come exclusively to PlayStation or still in some form come to PlayStation. So I agree with you. It just feels like they were already here. And, you know, kind of like you mentioned before, I didn't realize, well, I, you know, I knew they weren't a part of it, but it's just like, 
you're still in your head. You're like, yeah, you're a part of it. Like, you know, I I wasn't going to be surprised when their next game was a PlayStation exclusive. Uh, So it's just, yeah, it feels good. I like this decision. I like that Sony's making smart purchases in the sense that it's not, you know, I always kind of talk down about Xbox and Xbox buying IPs to try to strengthen their, you know, their entire list of IPs, right? And I feel like it's kind of a a crass tactic where you're basically just being like, well, we don't know really how to make a game, but if we just buy it and say it's Xbox, yay. Uh, where this is kind of like, well, no, you already partnered with them a bunch of times. And so it's not like you're taking games out of hands, out of the hands of Xbox yeah, players. Yeah, you're not ruffling any feathers because, yeah. I mean, they weren't making games really for xbox anyway so it's not like any xbox people were like damn no i i wanted that sequel to the angry birds or the golf game so it's you know what i mean like so yep oh no absolutely so i i think it's you know it feels right uh i'll sleep good on that news uh but anyway we got more acquisitions to talk about and uh, so I've titled the second article a great mistake this one comes from ign uh chris take it away A tweet from the PlayStation Japan Twitter account has potentially revealed that the company has acquired Bluepoint Games, the American studio behind the Demon's Souls and Shadow of the Colossus remakes. The now-deleted tweet was spotted by Resetera, user Modiz, Mods? Mods? as well as Nibel on Twitter. Both posted independent images of the tweet, which shows Japanese text accompanied by artwork for Bluepoint Games and the English text, Welcome to the Family. The tweet was posted by PlayStation Japan at approximately the same time PlayStation announced the acquisition of Housemark. The artwork used for both tweets is near identical aside from two key differences. One has the uh, Bluepoint Games logo instead of the Housemarks, and the deleted image also has the Demon Souls key art in the montage of games in the background. This suggests that PlayStation Japan may not have simply put the wrong logo up, but instead a whole incorrect piece of bespoke art for a forthcoming announcement. As such, it may may potentially be a short amount of time until PlayStation announces the acquisition of Bluepoint Games. Uh, Some games that they've worked on uh, in the past, uh, God of War Collection, the Eco and Shadow of Colossus Collection, Metal Gear Solid HD Collection, uh, PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale port, uh, the Flower port, Titanfall port, uh, Uncharted the Nathan Drake collection, uh, the Gravity Rush remastered game, uh, and then Shadow of Colossus and Demon Souls. So yeah, I'm super jazzed about this. Uh, as you know, people that listen to this can realize I'm loving the Demon Souls remake. Uh, I Very love good. Shadow of the Colossus remake. Um, you know, they've done some ports. I heard good things about the Uncharted Nathan Drake collection. Uh, it's just, yeah, you look through this list and I'm like, this is awesome. Uh, another, and you know, it kind of echoes what we just said, but like, it's another studio that has a long lineage with PlayStation. It just makes sense that, you know, you would finally eat, you know, this has always been in anyone's conversations of like, who would Sony buy next? I think everyone would have said blue point anyway. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those accusations, like I said before, that you don't have to worry about. It's not taking games out of the hands of other platforms. It, if anything, secretly, I with our next news article or one of our next news articles, 
uh, actually, I think it's going to add these games to different people uh, and different platforms, or one in particular anyway, which we can talk about that more later. But Chris, how does this strike your fancy? No, I mean, it's another one of those stories where it's like, it feels like they're already home. <laughs> they're already home with Sony. So uh, I'm more curious. Do you know off the top of your head, has Bluepoint done any like original IPs yet? Or like, every, I know the things that they are porting and remastering have been like knockout, like great. Like Demon Souls, oh my God, it's fantastic compared to uh, the, like the bump up from the original. But do you know off the top of your head uh, if they are working on any uh, of their own original IPs? From my understanding, they are not. not uh, I know okay. the rumor currently is that they are possibly doing a remake for Mel the original Metal Gear Solid. Right. Uh, I mean, that's and it's a that's a tough rumor to really dissect. Um, yeah. That we have more news today that Konami might be finally releasing like their IP in the sense that other people can develop using their IP and it's yeah. a partnership. So there's more you know truth than ever before that that could be an actual possibility That'd be cool. um but you know yeah it's hard to say what they're doing next but it does seem that they are comfortable and completely willing to just keep doing these remakes and i'm honestly fine for them to keep doing it too i think it might be a a, a genius like uh, i i lack the terminology today but it's almost like a great avenue to keep them in your house for just to, for the nostalgia factor alone. Yeah, just to hit that. Yeah. And it's nice, too, because like a, uh, the history of Bluepoint Games, uh, they're American uh, video game developer based in Austin, Texas. And they uh, opened up, were founded in 2006 by Andy O'Neill and Marco Thrush. Just a little history on Bluepoint Games. So they haven't been around for a, a long time. But it's nice to see Sony, like uh, uh, Sony Japan, jumping over the pond to grab a an American company too, which is nice. I guess another thing before we move on, uh, what are your feelings? Do you think this is basically confirmed then? Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure this is confirmed. Like, uh, I know they. I think they had a tweet recently, <laughs> yeah. and they, they said something about like we're super independent, or I can't remember the exact term they used. But uh, I'm kind of like, no, uh, like it just. You know, Sony made two other moves that are confirmed at this point. It kind of makes sense. And that artwork, like, yeah, you had it. Yeah, it's just like, mm, maybe they sure. wanted to save it for the showcase that is still rumored to happen. But now apparently the rumor is switched uh, that apparently Activision might be holding that conference back. Apparently, hmm. I'm hearing more rumors that Call I of Duty is having issues near confirmed the closest to confirmed you could possibly get without actually pressing the button all the way in like this is yeah i mean I, yeah. I i'm talking like i'm not even questioning it and i think it's because i'm not so uh, yeah i'm yeah, not questioning um, it either yeah it is what it is but uh we'll move on to number three this one is sony says it's selective on its acquisitions it comes from push square clearly and here we go. Sony's overdue acquisition of Housemark today has opened speculation of an imminent arms race between industry titans, but PlayStation Studios boss Herman Holst doesn't see things that way. Despite Microsoft's relatively recent buyout of Bethesda, the Japanese giant believes today's news is the natural extension of a long-running allegiance with the returner, Returnal developer, which spans all the way back to the PS3 days. This is in quotes by Holst himself. We are very selective about the developers that we bring in. He's referring to its purchase of Insomniac Games in 2019, another long-term partner dating back to Spyro the Dragon on PlayStation 1. 
I'm always looking for people that have similar set of values, similar creative ambitions, and work very well with our team that we can further invest in and help grow as creators. It's not like we're going around and just making random acquisitions. Holst explained, they're very, very targeted acquisitions of teams that we know well. The amount of collaboration between our external development group and Housemark on the technical side, the production management side, and even the creative side that has so deep, that has been so deep. So for us, it's just, it just makes so much sense to do that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it makes sense. I get what he's saying. He's playing it safe. He's saying, you know, kind of like what me and you've been the last two articles going over. Basically, these are strong partnerships that are now just like a confirmed purchase. Even stronger. Yeah. And like, I don't know. And, you know, I, I, I eat some uh, shit for basically making fun of Xbox. They're buying all their IPs. They're playing the dirty game where I, they're doing the kind of acquisitions that I'm not comfortable with. And that's not just me being a fanboy. I mean, if, if PlayStation would have not that they would have had the capital to buy Bethesda, I would generally feel, you know, some sorrow for people that feel like they're losing the ability to play some of these games. But uh, I know you look back in Sony's portfolio, right? Like I listed here for us that, yeah, they bought Insomniac in 2019. And since then, the only other major video game purchase they made was Sucker Punch in 2011. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's a bit of a gap, but it also just shows like that's the confidence they have in the studios that they currently have under house, right? Like, yeah, to me, it's just I, I think I I totally agree with him. It's it's very different when when it's Sony purchasing these two companies, potentially these two companies, <laughs> um, compared to Microsoft going out and buying Bethesda, which is you know what I mean, like. It, these ones, like we said, are already like kind of under the umbrella of Sony anyway. They're just locking them in pretty much. Whereas Bethesda is like you're way out reaching and grabbing someone who's, I don't say is on equal to Microsoft, but you know, like is one of the big ones, right? So going out and doing that, that definitely like changes the game essentially. So I, I kind of agree with him on that aspect, but... Yeah, no, this is uh, yeah, this is all good. This is good stuff. Like, like I said, this this is Sony not overreaching. I think is what I want to say, and I, yeah. and I like it. Lock lock these guys in, and it's definitely not for everybody. Like something like Resogun and even this other um, Returnal is not something that is like everybody needs or wants to have for sure. No, it just strengthens the already major portfolio they have. Like I think. Honestly, it feels more like a reaction to that uh, crummy article that was written about how, like, you know, there's rumors that Sony only cares about major blockbusters and yeah. this and that. And I do think that's true to a certain extent. Uh, there's no doubt about it. But on top of it, like, you're not buying Housemark because you only want quadruple blockbusters. Yeah, maybe it's just them having a reaction to the article, but I doubt that. You don't make major purchases just based on you know, one negative article, especially lately, because there's a lot of negative articles lately. Um, but I don't, it makes sense. I like all these acquisitions. I like the third one we'll talk about too that happened this week. I'm not sure why I put it further down the list, but uh, maybe I was inhaling fumes when I did this. So you can't, uh, <laughs> you can't judge me. Uh, so we'll just move on to number four, uh, new studios, new possibilities. This one comes from a Destructoid. And uh, Chris, you are the Mass Effect guy, so I'll let you have it. K 
Casey Hudson, previously the general manager at BioWare, has announced a new studio today. Humanoid Studios is a new independent company and it will be working on an all new IP. That's kind of obvious if it's a new company that'd be working on. Nope, nope. They're actually it's all IP. new. No, they're going to license something out. Hudson shared the announcement on Twitter saying he's been working with some colleagues on something awesome. I added the inflection there. The company has a number of job openings on its site, including senior creative director, gameplay designer, and level designer positions. Hudson left Bioware last year alongside longtime Dragon Age lead Mark Dara, with his departure leaving the door open for the next generation of studio leaders. With both a new Dragon Age and a Mass Effect in the pipeline, Bioware certainly still has some big projects ahead of it as well. Yay. <laughs> Bioware's dead. Let's move on. I feel like these two guys are like both pretty talented. I mean, Mass Effect was pretty massive and Dragon Age probably, I think some people would say it was even bigger. So having these two talented people working together on something new, I am super excited to see what it is. I don't even know what it could be because Dragon Age and Mass Effect are so different in so many ways other than like the, the RPG aspect i guess of both but gameplay wise like space shooter versus hack and slash monster fighter type thing is there monsters in dragon age <laughs> or is it mostly people i can't even remember no no there's dragons yeah, yeah there's dragons there's... and mythical beasts so yeah no i think um i'm excited to see what uh will come of this for sure i think a lot of people would be yeah if you look at the guy's resume i just think He's done some bangers, like obviously the Mass Effect, I think, is the biggest one on there. Um, but I also, you look at the very end of it, and it's Anthem. <laughs> like, that's, you know, that is how he signed off that one. And, but uh, I think deep down we know this is one of those, like, um, cyberpunk things where it's probably management that screwed them over oh no, uh, for in sure. Anthem as well. I think he was not, like, the director at the time. I think he was executive producer. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to defend him. A, no, no, I think he got him. a promotion just before that game. So when he left, too, he said, like, oh, I think this game's in good hands. And then he left uh, mid, I believe, mid-development on that one. Uh, came back later and then left shortly again. So uh, I think this was just bound to happen eventually, right? I feel like every week we're hearing about some guy that has a pretty good history coming back and being like, I like some independence and freedom, and uh, this is going to allow me to make the game that I dreamed about making without uh, the pressure. Well, hopefully, we'll see. I guess if you partner, uh, then you know it could go differently. But hopefully, he gets to make what he's been dreaming to make and what he feels passionate on. Right? So that's it's all good. It's really good because all these new independent companies that are getting made, they'll come out and hopefully their game will be bangers, and then Sony will acquire them because they get those little ones. <laughs> Sony has been really good about making those partnerships with new studios. That's, yeah. There's no doubt. Rub elbows with these guys. Got to uh, put them under the umbrella quickly. I would. Uh, yeah, you got to think that they'd have to be silly to not even just at least think about it. Cause, oh, yeah. They're watching. Yeah, because I don't know. There could be something major that comes from this studio. I, we'll have to wait and see, obviously. Uh, good predictions, though. Good predictions. Probably five years away, though. If they're still hiring. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be like uh, 
oh, what was that other one? Uh, I can't remember the developer. They just got a logo. And I'm like, wow, congratulations. <laughs> like, you have a logo for your company. But yeah, we're not going to see a game in a while. Okay, so we're going to move on to number five. Dead Space will be a remake. This one comes from VGC. Uh, Star Wars Squadron developer EA Motive is working on a reboot of the hit sci-fi survival horror series Dead Space, according to a new report by GameSpeed. Instead of making Dead Space 4, Electronic Arts, wow, Electronic Arts is planning a reboot of the series with a full-fledged remake, GameBeat writes. This latest report collaborates two earlier ones by Eurogamer and Gamatsu, claiming some sort of Dead Space revival was in the works at the publisher and that Star Wars Battlefront 2 co-produce production, sorry, studio EA Motive would be leading it. When Squadrons released last year, the studio made it clear would made it clear it would not be updating the online multiplayer game in perpetuity under a live service model and would instead be moving on to other projects that weren't Star Wars related. Hooray, because last thing I need is more EA Star Wars related stuff. Unless it's Respawn doing it, then maybe okay. Uh, But anyway, Chris, uh, going further, I didn't really write much more on here, but yeah, there were further reports going that it sounds like they want to give it the Resident Evil 2 remake uh, works. So... What is that? You know, does that speak to you, Chris? Are you excited? Do you want more survival horror? Um, Dead Space 1 was a fantastic game. I think most people would say that was probably the best one of the whole trilogy. Um, in comparison, if, if you're talking about do the Resident Evil 2 uh, remake formula for this game, Dead Space was quite more advanced than the original Resident Evil 2. Like, I'm pretty sure I could turn the original Dead Space on and it still would look pretty decent. Well, I think um, the original Dead Space is only about 10 years old, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, somewhere around then. So it still would look okay, but I'm sure, like, with this, it would look amazing. And to be honest, to see the guys uh, that worked on Squadrons uh, doing this is probably a good thing because I think uh, Star Wars Squadrons, the EA Motive team, I think they got some actual good press for the company which is yeah. is is not something common when you uh hear the word ea um they really knocked it out of the park with squadrons i haven't played it but i've heard so many good things about it and just the way they made the game like there's nothing as far as i know there's no like nothing to pay for no microtransactions yeah. i feel it's like just, they got out ahead of that really yeah early. it's just a solid good game and i think they even added maybe more content afterwards too and then VR on top of that. So it's like they really knocked it apart with that one. So I think people are excited to see what they do because they feel like they might be leading the moral compass <laughs> of EA. So it's like, these are the good ones, boys. I, I think them and Respawn are definitely yeah. almost like they're EA's new PR team. <laughs> yeah, you have to lead yeah. with them. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, for me, uh, Dead Space Remake, I would definitely play because I... Honestly, it's been so long since I played the original. I don't. I remember aspects of it, but not a lot. But I'm sure I would be happy to get into that one again because that was a very good game back then. I don't think you played that one, right? No, I skipped one. I think it was a little too survival horror for me. Where yeah, it definitely I, was I'm scarier not, too. Yeah, for sure. So I think I got into two, and I really liked two. And then, like everyone else, I I think I played like thirty minutes, maybe an hour of the third one and was like no so i don't i'm excited i definitely think uh survival horror is almost kind of like a genre that's been 
pretty lax for the longest time now, I would say. Like, just you know, lots Resident of indie Evil stuff. comes out. Yeah, yeah, that that's a good point. Ever since PT, we've seen a lot of PT clones. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, you could even make the argument that Resident Evil 7 and 8 are almost the... Um, ooh, what's that favorable term I love so much? But, uh, yeah, basically, I believe they came into existence because of PT's success. But, yeah, um, uh, yeah I think it's a genre that could use more games. You know, it's kind of like shooters. There's so many first-person shooters that they fight for a top spot. Well, not really a fight. Call of Duty's always going to win. <laughs> um, but they try. You know, they try. And, uh, yeah, there's just tons of fighters. There's tons of this. But you don't get a lot of survival horror. So, no. Uh, I think this is good. Plus, we got other news that uh, survival horror might be even getting more uh, games. So, hooray. Ooh. But, um, yeah, I'm not too sure. I think Squadrons is a weird game to go from that to, like, a dead space. Yeah. But, um, I, like you said, Squadrons came out good. So, until I see something that tells me otherwise, I'm just going to be positive about it. I think I'll hope for the best. And, uh, like, I, I think I said this last week when we were talking about it. And it was still rumored to be, uh, like, a reimagining. Now we know it's a remake. So that's why it's in the news again. Uh, I'm just excited to be excited about an EA game. I think that's, you know, put it on my gravestone at this point. Uh, but that's how I feel. So going into more survival horror news, we go to number six, more Silent Hill news. This one comes from VGC. Hmm. And uh, Chris? Take this with a bowl of salt. because. <laughs> <we're> missing... <laughs> my hands are so dry. <laughs> Konami and Bluebird team have signed a new strategic cooperation agreement uh, that will see the companies create games together. The new partnership between the Silent Hill publisher and the Medium developer will include jointly developing selected contents and exchanging know-how, according to a statement released by Bluebird team. In a separate press release, Konami said it was excited to work with Bluebird team and other highly regarded development partners to produce games from existing and new IPs. Now, this is surprising because I don't remember hearing Konami talk about anything ever lately. Well, they were <laughs> supposed to be at E3 and then it was very short notice, but then they suddenly said they weren't going to be at E3 again. So everyone kind of knew there was something in the background, but yeah, yeah. it's it's still just been smoke and lo- like fog and lights. What was what the saying? I yeah. Strobe light in the eyes. Strobe light blinding in the eyes. Yeah. According to people with knowledge of Bluebird's plans, one of the projects it's working on is Silent Hill related. However, VGC understands that Konami has already outsourced at least one other Silent Hill project to a prominent developer in Japan, and there could even be more developers working on their own projects. Bluebird team said in February that it was working on an existing horror IP from a very famous gaming publisher, fueling speculation it could be reviving Konami's Silent Hill. Ooh-wee. Dun, dun, dun. So if we haven't talked about Silent Hill enough this month, uh, or sorry, we're in July now. Last couple Last months. months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, here we go with some more. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This is an odd one because I feel like the majority of people are very lukewarm with the Bloober team. Uh, I don't know about yourself, Chris, but you know, you can kind of, I would say the medium didn't exactly leave a giant splash. I'm still looking forward to trying it, but I'm waiting for it to go on sale or I think there's rumors that it could go on PlayStation plus at some point pretty quick. 
Yeah, we'll see. Well, I don't like, even know. It's yeah. not even on PlayStation yet, I don't think. No, I believe I think, it's coming out <laughs> in September. So, yeah, that's why I'm like... It's expected that it will go free pretty quick, I think. <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah. No, you're right. It it could. I, we'll have to see how that goes. But, yeah, I just feel like that team... Just the reception isn't always great. So, you know, it is what it is. But I don't know. How do you... like? I guess I would ask you, like, what do you think we're going to get from this Silent Hill project and it sounds like possibly two uh silent hill games i i kind of feel like honestly that i'm just speculating based off of what i'm seeing but how i read this is i think that prominent japanese developer is probably doing their own take on it because i have heard other rumors that suggest that they want different like they just want different visions for that universe mm -hmm. you know if you recall they were actually talking to, uh, I think it was, ooh, what is the, the people that made Until Dawn, do you remember the, is it Supermassive or Supermassive yeah, Games? I think that Something like right. that. Yeah, basically, I believe they, they came to them and wanted them to do a Silent Hill, like their take on that. So yeah, I guess it did fall through and all that stuff. Um, but anyway, I kind of think, and maybe it's just because how the news has been going, I bet you this is a remake. I just don't think yeah. you would trust Bloober with the, how their games have been received uh, consecutively. I would say it's a safer bet to be like, okay, hey, take the first Silent Hill or the second one. They're both beloved. Just remake them. Everyone else is doing remakes in Survival yeah. Horror. Why not? And then let the other team do their completely new version or like variant, if you will. Thanks, Loki. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want it to be a remake. Like, because Silent Hill is, is kind of, I mean, it's Silent Hill, but it's got a wide amount of stories you can make from it. So I prefer a new story myself. But do you remember the first story though? I don't know if I ever played the original one. I think I see, I, and that's where one. I think I remember my brother playing it, but I was really young when that came out. Yeah, uh, and I say really young. I mean, I think I was still in elementary school, maybe a little later. Yeah, I would have still been late elementary. By the time um, I crossed your path, yeah. Yeah, so like I just don't really remember the story at all. I, I recall two a lot more. Yeah, um, two I remember a lot, yeah. Get him, get him pyramid head. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's fine. I mean, I think uh, the Bloober team, the medium was almost like an audition to do the next Silent Hill. They tried to do like, two worlds... And then they had the gimmick that it was happening at the same time, which I think some some people probably liked it, but I I don't know. It was, but it, at least it showed the two worlds, right? So it's yeah. like it really feels like an audition piece to do the next Silent Hill, to be honest. So it's not a surprise. It's not a big leap. To I see just that think they'd be doing the next Silent Hill. I think the story within a story, though, is the excitement I take out of this, and uh, to not be a complete bummer. Uh, it's just that Konami's talking to people and playing ball again, right? Like, yeah. If, if they're not comfortable making games without Kojima, then this is a great way to go. And maybe it leads to. I'm one of the weird ones where I'm not even sure how I got to it. It was years later. Like, possibly. I don't know. It was a stupid amount of time after release, but I really like that Castlevania Book of Shadows game. I believe that's what it was called. But anyway, I, I really liked it. I'm not a hardcore Castlevania fan by any stretch of the imagination, but that one felt like almost like a God of War style-esque game. 
and I just really dug it. And if I could get more new age Castlevania games too, like, yeah, give your, give all your properties away. And, uh, you, you get a paycheck at the end. Like you have nothing to lose. I mean, I guess unless you make some bad partnerships, a wink, uh, where then we'll see what happens with your beloved IPs. But, uh, until then, I think this is good. Yeah. I think it's a, like I said, I, I think it's them making it on an audition to do the next Silent Hill. So it seems like Konami accepted the application. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just think everyone's going to be chasing. I, I hope nobody's. That's the other thing, too, actually. That's a. I bring up this other point, a, a debate I've had in my head is like, I think you've played more Silent Hills than me personally, uh, just in previous conversations we've had. But I honestly, ever since Silent Hills, like Kojima's like PT, then we got the trailer, then we got the reveal. I feel like that made Silent Hill bigger than it's ever been. But before that, no one talked about Silent Hill. Yeah. It, it just seems crazy to me that now people are pretending that they were oh, they've always been super psyched. And I'm like, well, no, we never heard about Silent Hill forever. And before Silent Hills was revealed, it just was not in conversations. Th- yeah, I think it's, yeah, I just wanted to add to that. I think it was always like Resident Evil, then Silent yeah. Hill, then like Fatal Frame, and then Siren. I would that even was the argue genre of it, this game. Dead Space was probably above Silent yeah, Hill. But you know, in that time? Though. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just like, I just feel like, yeah, everyone is talking about it like it's amazing. And I, I'm almost scared that that Silent Hills is still going to be that expectation. And with Kojima not there, I just, I don't think it's going to hit that high. It's not going to yeah. be PT. Um, so in that sense, I'm worried, but we'll have to see if it's a remake. Maybe it'll be fine. I don't know. I, again, speculation. We're done. Let's, uh, let's get into this news. that's going to make my uh, little face smile. So we're going to go to number seven. More ghost, more good. This one comes from Push Square. Following a few leaks and rumors these past couple of weeks, Sony has confirmed Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut is indeed a thing, and apparently so is calling everything Director's Cut. Uh, It releases for PlayStation 5 and PS4 on the 20th of August 2021, which isn't too far away, uh, about a month and 20 days, uh, and will include a new story expansion set on the island of Iki. Instead of a new standalone spin-off game, it appears the rumored uh, Ghost of Ikishima uh, is simply a DLC add-on for the existing game. The original experience will also be updated with uh, support for haptic feedback and adaptive triggers on PS5, as well as load times and 3D audio. I'm ex- super ex- not. We always talk about the load times are fantastic anyway, but the initial load time, if it's going to be shortened, yeah, I'm super excited. And 3D audio. It has helped in Demon Souls. I caught on to those little flying bugs. Uh, The Iki Island expansion will contain a new narrative and characters. There will also be brand new environments to explore, new armors for Jin, as well as his horse, which is cool. New mini games, new techniques, new enemy types, and much more. There are even new animals to pet. Uh, That is a very important feature. Trophy enthusiasts can also look forward to new trinkets to unlock. On PS5, lip sync for the Japanese voiceover will also be offered. Uh, if you already, and this is in quotes, if you already own Ghost of Tsushima on PS4, you'll be able to transfer your save to PS5 to pick up where you left off. For new players, the new Iki Island content will be available beginning Act 2 of Ghost of Tsushima. After you've made your way to the Toyotama region, 
This game will cost $70 on PS5 and $60 on PS4, with digital pre-orders granting you immediate access to last-gen version to get you started ahead of time. If you already own Ghost on PS4 and wish to upgrade to the PS4 version director's, cost, uh, director's cut, sorry, I'm reading ahead, it will cost you $20. If you want to upgrade a standard PS4 version of Ghost to the director's cut on PS5, it will cost you $30. If you buy the PS4 version of the director's cut and then wish to grab the PS5 version, it will set you back $10. Additional details about upgrades will be available at PlayStation Store closer to launch. Uh, I This one's causing some controversy. Apparently, some people are upset about this upgrade system. I honestly don't care. PS5 will have unique features, including the haptic feedback, the advanced, uh, the adaptive triggers, uh, the lip syncing, which can only be done on the PS5 due to uh, something about real-time rendering. So they basically, because you don't want to go back and redo all the cutscenes, they are using some algorithm that the PS5 can do in real time. And that's how they were able to do that. Uh, the quicker load times, uh, you know, there's any, I think it's slightly better resolution though. I feel like the PS4 version just runs probably as good. You know, you're already getting 60 frames. So that's only $10 more. And that's, you know, I know some people are upset, but then I would say to those people, then just get the PS4 version. If you think it runs good enough on the ps5 using the ps4 version then don't get the 30 dollars version or don't pay the additional 10 dollars upgrade after you've already bought the ps4 director's cut i don't understand like the conspiracy that this is so awful like if you truly don't think that the ps5 version deserves an extra 10 dollars then just don't pay it be, be I don't happy they're giving you options Yes, like, like they give you like there's so many different options to do, and they here. don't even, and they're not even like Activision's lock you in options. They're literally like, yeah, buy the PS4 upgrade for twenty dollars, and if later you decide, you know what, I do want those other features, it's you still only have to pay ten dollars. You don't have to rebuy the whole package. Yeah, I don't understand. Like so, I don't know, some people are just like, oh, you didn't make exactly what I wanted for supper, and it's just like, <laughs> oh my god, like I got pretty close. <laughs> Jeez. This is medium rare. I wanted medium well. It's like, well, I'm going to punch you in the face. That's what you're getting for dinner. Oh, man. All I can say is take my money. Oh, yeah. I'm 100% pre-ordering this after we have this recording. Yeah. I mean, I'll say it again. I've said this so many times. We are fans of Ghost of Tsushima. So, uh, yeah. Get it. With the way everything's going now this with this new content and the re-release, it now qualifies to be my game of the year for 2021. <laughs> it does, because it's, yeah, for sure, 100%. The, you know what this means for me? It means I'm going to get this version, I'm going to copy over my save file, and I'm going to do New Game Plus from scratch, and then I think, you know, with all the new content, and probably play on the hardest difficulty. I think that's what I'm going to do. Crazy have a really crazy fun run i mean new game plus like what stuff carries over a new game plus uh your armor sets yep yeah so it's not really cheating <laughs> i think almost everything carries over i'm pretty sure but i would be yeah, happy to do a fresh run again well and i'm excited because i left off oh no i'm in the third act now but anyway i could just transfer my save and then uh yeah i can go right to Iki. so yeah I'm kind of excited. Uh, I'm excited for new armor sets. The horse looks cool with his little armor. 
Uh, I say little, but horses are kind of big. Um, and yeah, like I don't, I'm, you know, I'm not going to lose my head over, like, I do like haptic feedback, the adaptive triggers. I'm hit and miss depending on the game. Some games do them well, others not so well. Uh, like, you know, Demon Souls didn't really do it at all, but the, there was haptic feedback. It, it, you know, when you hit walls, you kind of, you get to know which side you did it. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I'm just excited for more story, really just more content in general in this universe. I'm. This made me very happy. I guess the, the the only sour note is like the rumors last week were basically touching on that it was going to be more of the standalone kind of like we were saying the lost legacy yeah. uh, stuff like that. Uh, now it sounds like it's it's probably going to be smaller than that uh, content wise. But they do say it's like its own whole island. But again, I guess an island could mean varied sizes, so it doesn't mean much. But We'll just have to see when it gets closer, but uh, I just, yeah, it's more opportunity for more people to get into ghosts and uh, we can uh, definitely do it. Officially pencil it in as that is when we will finally try the multiplayer. <laughs> yeah, because we'll my native PS5 version, we, yeah. Right? We'll both be on. We'll both be playing at the same time quite positively. That Probably that be because like what else is coming out in August, right? So I, I could totally see this is this is what we were waiting for, guys. Mm-hmm. Okay, anybody that's questioning us on that, this is what we were waiting for. We knew it was coming. <laughs> I got my knife, Chris. I got my knife. I'm ready to fight. Let's go. <laughs> so, Let's go. so anyway, we're going to move on to number eight. Uh, this one kind of goes with those acquisitions before. Again, not sure why, but it's so far away. Uh, but just don't uh, don't judge me. Uh, expect more PC ports. This one comes from Push Square, Chris. Sony has acquired Dutch developer Nixies, a longtime Crystal Dynamics collaborator. Effective immediately, the Utrecht-based tech specialists will join the PlayStation Studios technology creative and services group to provide high-quality in-house technical and development capabilities for PlayStation Studios. Nixies has worked on games like Marvel's Avengers and Rise of the Tomb Raider, and is particularly familiar with the PlayStation platforms having handled the ports of those games to the PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4. It sounds like the team will be used to provide support across PlayStation's entire first-party portfolio rather than a uh, rather than as a creative entity. They used your word of the day, portfolio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nixies is widely considered to be PC port specialists and will co- likely contribute towards PlayStation's larger strategy of bringing more for first-party titles to Steam and the Epic Games Store. But its long lineage of 20 years in the industry will also make it an asset when it comes to assisting developers release their titles and ensure they're as polished as possible. Chris, are you excited for more PC ports? No. <laughs> I mean, I'm happy more for Sony to be making more money, I guess. But well, I mean, like, I, the, the thing is, is like all these anything PlayStation exclusive, we will have already played on PlayStation. So uh, there's very few games where it's like, I'll need, oh, I want to play this again, but let's try it on PC. You're right. I mean, for us, I, I totally get what you're saying. It yes. is definitely not an us thing. I think it's more of a Curtis thing. Yes. Uh, I think Curtis, Curtis is, is more likely to try um, a ghost. Honestly, if, if ghosts, if the rumors are true and it's going to get a PC port, uh, then I think Curtis is going to love it as much as us. And I like that. I like that more people get. He these has games. a PS4. Why hasn't he gotten that one? <laughs> We can talk many things. We can talk a lot of shit about Curtis, honestly, because he's not here. But let's <laughs> let's stick to the story instead, because uh, this is uh, somewhat public. 
But uh, I just think, Somewhat. yeah, it's I'm I'm one of those guys, and it's weird. I'm usually all in or all out, but I, I feel like I have one foot on each side of the line, and there's one part of me that's like the PlayStation elitist that's like, no, like these are sacred. Uh, but then there's the other side that I'm like, the more people I can experience and understand why we have such a fandom for PlayStation, probably the better. And I, I so I think I, what I like, you know, my preferred, uh, you know, decision would be, could you make it that, yes, all these games come to PC eventually, but maybe, you know, maybe God of War takes a year or two before it comes out. I think some games I wouldn't mind if they're day and date, like if they were more of a partnership, like if it was, let's say, Returnal before they owned Housemark. Yeah, okay, fine. Like, I, I wouldn't care. I, I always say I think Dreams would be way more of success on PC. Like, even myself, I bought it, like, how many weeks ago, and I'm like, oh, I wish I could do this with a mouse. Actually, maybe I could. I gotta look into that. But uh, <laughs> getting back to topic, yeah, I just feel like certain games, if it's Horizon, like, you know, they're, they're releasing it just before they released the sequel. I think that's just smart business. Uh, days gone and we're seeing you know i I believe they talked about uh they had quite a good success with horizon on the pc not to mention i think uh, a couple weeks ago ndp numbers shot days gone back up in the conversation is like top 20 game sales and i'm like wow like that game you know didn't leave a huge impression before but it almost seemed like it, it has like a better chance of resurgence. a resurgence yeah Hey, we had, we've, we had the same word. Yay, coax everyone. Um, so yeah, I don't know what your thoughts are after me saying that, um, but I just think, yeah, I'm just happy more people can experience these yes. unique games. I know I agree with you. I, 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 I joke when I say I don't care. I mean, I, I, I care and I, I don't care a little bit because it's like you and I, we, we have already played these games on PlayStation. So for my, us on, as a consumer, we, we've done our, our bit and enjoyed it um i am happy for other people to experience these games maybe it even sway people to get playstations i don't know it's like maybe i want these games like what the next horizon that comes out it's like brick i really enjoyed the pc one maybe i got to go get get the playstation 5 or playstation 4 so i can play that horizon sooner so i exactly agree with that that is i think why they did horizon uh and maybe that is why they did days gone like maybe they're still talking about if it should have a sequel, right? Yeah. Um, so I could see that as well. Um, and then what would be the other one? I think like ghosts even like you just keep, if you keep giving it that delay, like even if it's just a year, I agree with you. Maybe some people are going to be such hardcore fans. They'll want it so bad that yes, yep. they might get a PS5. Yeah. You could, sw- you could definitely sway some people to do that. Cause it's not, it's not unheard of where it's like you would fall. Like if I wasn't a PlayStation person and I got Ghost of Tsushima on PC and it's like, wow, this is amazing. And then I, the sequel, there was a sequel coming out or a new story, but the same type of thing. I could see based on how much I love that game. It's like, I could see me wanting to play that right when it comes out. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's good. Um, get, get more, spread of the game so that people can play it and other people can enjoy it uh yeah i'm on the fence too where it's like day one it comes out on pc and console i don't know it depends on the game i think it had to be certain titles like i wouldn't want it for like like i was mentioning before god of war and like you know the big ones yeah three or something like that yeah 
Uncharted. Uh, at this point, I don't even care. Mm. <laughs> so many Uncharted's. It's like they could come out on both at the same time. I'd be fine. Yeah, the but, series is getting a little Halo or Gears of War like. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, it's good. I'm not as familiar with Nixies in general. Um, yeah. It looks like they worked on some top-notch games. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, the Tomb Raider series is great. Marvel's Avengers, that's, it's not Nixie's fault <laughs> not, for whatever happened so to that great. one. Yeah. It's not their fault of whatever happened with Marvel's Avengers. So Seems like, it, yeah, I think what the article says is like, it's a good team to have on board to help support the other partners <laughs> yeah I, I get that sense right it's like oh you need an extra help helping with these assets or but blah, i don't blah, even blah. think i think basically they're just going to take the heat off these teams so they can these guys can make the port to pc and then the original developers don't have to waste that time. yes less focus and, th- yeah. and that's how they're going to support in my opinion yeah and then communication back and forth between them and the the original yeah. developers and it seems like a, a really a, good it's idea. a smart buy yeah yeah, that's probably how PlayStation's selling some of these per- acquisitions too. It's like, hey, you, you yeah. come with us. We're a happy family. We're going to have this new team that's going to be on board that can help you with porting it to your PC. So it's definitely a selling feature too, I think. So. Okay, so that is it for all our news articles. That is the eight news articles. Uh, so we move into homework. What is homework? Homework is when we just don't have enough time to get to everything that was announced this week. So we take... The fun stuff, the interesting stuff, and we give it to you uh, and tell you where you can find it, read it, educate yourselves, and then we're all just better for it. So anyway, we're getting into homework. Here we go. New Legends of Mana anime TV series announced. This one comes from Game Informer. Chris, are you going to watch that? Mm, Depends on what service it comes out on. They also announced a new Mana game. I can't remember what it was called. But uh, I think it was only going to be Android and iOS, so that one kind of wasn't as good. Nice. PS Vita messages wiped and functionality disabled. That one comes from Push Square. And uh, yeah, just more good PS Vita news. (laughs) Oh, that thing's just been beaten like a bad horse. Bots will pad out Battlefield's 2042's 128-player PS5 servers. Uh, this one comes from Push Square. Uh, yeah, basically that is not confidence building right there. Uh, I kind of feel like they're almost expecting that they're going to have issues yeah. in the after release, uh, trying to have that many players. Which I've uh, you know, I know was an issue with Battlefield Five, and uh, so yeah, that kind of concerns me and almost makes me hesitant to even purchase this. I was excited for it at first. Because I have, you know, some fondness with Battlefield 4. I thought it was my favorite shooter at the time. Uh, And now this, yeah, this concerns me. I've I've mentioned it to a couple people who are Battlefield fans and they didn't know about this. And they were concerned after I brought it up to them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, if you're already thinking about how your game's not going to be played, I... It makes me think the same thing. (laughs) Chris, I'll let you take the last two. Control multiplayer spinoff announced. More control games in the works. This one comes from IGN. Uh, hmm. It sounds like a multiplayer control game from what has yeah, been. Yeah, I don't know if that's a good game to have multiplayer. Well, I, I know there is a sequel, uh, not confirmed, but rumored. Uh, but yeah, it's the multiplayer one that I'm kind of like, yeah, may like. 
if it's a side thing, then yay. But I don't. Again, I'm not the multiplayer guy though, so maybe I should. It's, it's confusing because I've seen. I think I can't think of names off the top of my head, but I feel like I've seen games where it's like you have you know telekinetic powers and all this kind of stuff. And well, we can go the Force Unleashed. Yeah. No, but no, I'm talking about like multiplayer. Oh. Like, how does that shit work in multiplayer? Is it going to be as smooth and fluid? Or is it just going to be a shit show of stuff getting thrown around? And I don't know. I don't know. I don't don't think I've seen something like that work properly in a multiplayer set, like, environment. I just like to see the same two people trying to grab the same thing and it's just stuck in the middle. Yeah. Like like a force model. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It slowly moves to one person, then slowly moves to the other. If you could do something cool like that, maybe, but I I imagine by multiplayer, they don't mean one versus one. There's eight people standing around (laughs) trying to pull one object. Uh, And finally, PlayStation Plus games for July has been announced and it's pretty good batch. We got Call of Duty Black Ops 4, WWE 2K Battlegrounds and A Plague Tale Innocence. This one comes from PlayStation Blog. I highly uh, recommend I, <laughs> A Plague Tale uh, to Steve to play. Well, and this one is the I think it's supposed to be the PS5 version. Oh, is so, that the, okay? Yeah. So the, apparently that's the good news. Uh, I don't know. Like I, I've heard a lot of mixed things about the Plague Tale. Um, I, I know it. WWE Battlegrounds was poorly received. And Call of Duty is another Call of Duty. Okay, so that is everything for this week. Uh, we barely went over, and I'm quite surprised because we had a lot of news. So we must have uh, went through that at a pretty good pace. A lot of acquisitions. Yeah, that's true. But our, anyway, our opinions are the same I, for all of them. <laughs> that why well, I just think it, it's it's been a good week for news, and honestly, surprising week for news considering we just had E3. I'm so used to just having a dead zone uh, for a good month after E3, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, Apparently, that is not the case. Very excited about that. I was excited about the conversations that we had because the topics uh, were just, it's finally positive news, you know? So anyway, we're done for the week. We will see you next Monday. Thank you for joining us. Again, we just appreciate you spending any time with us, giving us this currency. uh, And just, you know, if you can help us out, you know, show us to a friend, maybe just the podcast don't actually take us in person i'm bad with new people um and we just appreciate and clearly some of you are uh we're seeing growth in some places um it just it shows that you guys are spreading the word and we just appreciate it so thank you very much again and until next week this is goodbye bye guys